Man, what Melanie just prayed is, is it tonight. We are asking God to uh, be clear about stuff that he has said in his word, um, and he's asking us, I think God is asking you if you will um, consider it to be truth or not, and, and you have to be the one to answer that question. We've essentially talked about that this last three weeks or so, essentially like if God is going to say all these things, these things through, through the Bible— um, then we have to decide kind of how to react to that. If you haven't been around for uh, the last month or so, welcome to the most awkward night of your entire life. Uh, I can't wait. I'm comfortable. I'm good. So uh, we've been talking about what the Bible saw, uh, says about sex. And, and so it's going to talk about sex from different vantage points. And as we um, uh, maybe have a growing knowledge of, we understand that... Um, you know, the Bible has a lot to say on a, on a lot of different topics, and sometimes you have to get to the question behind the question. And speaking of questions, some of you have asked some questions for the last three weeks, and so tonight is all about that. I don't have a lesson plan. <clears throat> There's just going to be questions that pop up on the screen, and we're going to talk about what we believe the Bible says about those questions. Um, and so you may very well have a question pop up in your mind tonight based off of what something, uh, something that is said or scripture that was referenced. And um, while we probably won't have time for us to do kind of like random in the moment questions, um, if you save that question for me after, maybe we can address it in one way or another in coming weeks. But I promise you have plenty of good content um, queued up for tonight. Um, one thing that'll be crazy helpful for you and for me as we venture into this, because I have a whole series of questions again, and um, the answers aren't, what does Mark think about this? I need you to hear me clearly, okay? So if maybe you're, maybe this may be the most important thing I could tell you, uh, honestly, is so if all eyes on me for just a moment, I'm going to say some things tonight, and it's not going to be because Mark has kind of watched the world as he's grown up and kind of decided on his own. It's Mark has read through the word of God cover to cover um, and in some portions over and over and over again and has come to some conclusions. And not just Mark, but several other scholars. And, and so I've got a stack of books that's been on my desk this tall. I've been kind of combing through those um, from different authors um, some of you are like, well, you're probably just reading people that agree with you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm trying to, um, here's what we said, I think week one. If I'm wrong about this topic, I want to be right. I don't want to be, I don't have an ax to grind and be like, well, you know, I've said this is true and now I disagree with that and I don't want to, I don't want to be embarrassed and say, well, he changed his mind. Uh, I, if I am wrong, I want to be right. If I, I want to be correct in my understanding of what God has to say. So here's what's going to be helpful for you. I'm going to, um, through all of these different questions, I'm going to not just answer them directly right up front. I'm going to point you to essentially something that I believe the Bible says called, uh, this is a term I've coined, I don't know if, it, you know, whatever, but it's called a pinnacle truth. And a pinnacle truth is kind of like, think of like the top of a mountain, like every other answer is going to roll down off of that, okay? So, for example, I believe that God is real, and if we don't agree on that, there's not much we can agree on. I mean, we're humans, we're living this life, and that's it, right? That's, I don't know that we agree on much else. I believe that Jesus was the Son of God. 
I believe he was born of a virgin. I believe that he died and then he rose again three days later. I believe those things. I believe that the Bible is our authority. I believe that, um, that God is king, but he's also our friend, and he's also, like, in charge. So as much as, like, he's my friend and wants to build a friendship with me, there's no, like, negotiating what's truth and what's not truth. Mark is a servant to a master, but also he calls me friend. Okay, so there's going to be moments where I say, here's what I believe what the Bible says, but let's start off by this. And, and that's why we've taught everything we've taught, because if you've been here and if you've paid even the slightest bit of attention, you're probably going to hear some repeat content. And I love that. I'm going to repeat stuff. And I think repeat stuff helps us learn. And honestly, I'm not here to create new content for you. I'm going to talk about Genesis 1 and 2 a lot, because that's where the whole thing begins. So, everyone understand that? So those are some of the ground rules. And so, um, I, <clears throat> I also don't want to do this by myself, and so I'm going to invite uh, a friend up. Uh, Christy Cox, will you come join me? She's going to share this time with me. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. When did I ask you to do this? A whole, a whole 24 hours ago? Okay, there's a cello right there, so you're going to want to watch that. Look cute. Hi. Okay. Um, so this is my wife, Christy. Some of you, <laughs> some of you are new, and you're like, "Wait, you two? Yeah, we're married." Because you met her, but then you met me, but you didn't know that we were married. Uh, we've been married for 15 and a half years. We got three boys, um, and, uh, and and so there's some things uh, that maybe you're like, "Okay, I hear from a guy's perspective. I'd like to hear from a female's perspective," and so that's what that's what this is going to be. So. Excited? Excited? No. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, um, anything that you want to say before we start? Or you want to dive in? Um, There's a mic that you need to use. There uh, you go. No, I think we should just go ahead. Let's and just dive go in. ahead and dive in. Okay. So, here's what I know I do know the questions. There's no like shocker, surprise, because y'all asked them and then we typed them up and put them on the screens. So, what's ironic about this first set of questions is that this question came in a lot. And so we just kind of combined it. So first, uh, is gay marriage bad? Another phrasing was, is being gay, lesbian, or bi a sin? And then this third iteration, what if you're gay? Does that mean that you're unholy and or uh, that this doesn't apply to you? Okay, and I, what I imagine that question is referring to is, so what Mark has said, um, just kind of diving right into it, is that, um, God's plan is for one man and one woman, right? We, we, we learned in Genesis 1. I'm going to turn there. I wish, um, well, we're just going to do it, okay? We're going to turn. You're going to wait for me to turn. It's going to be great. Uh, Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Okay, you were made in the image of God. And then in 27, uh, it's going to say, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Um, so he's, he's going to have this moment in Genesis 2 where, uh, uh, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they should become, do you remember what it says? One flesh. We talked, that was like all of week one. That was all of week one. Okay. So, um, I think what ends up happening 
is, um, and you can cut in whenever you want. Um, I think what ends up happening is we hear all this teaching and we say, what if? What if? And those are great questions. I hope that you always think critically about everything that's said here, okay? And I, I want to go back to Melanie's prayer. We want to understand your word, and we want to see it as truth, and we want to live under that. Now, you may not have, have come to that conclusion. You may not say, yeah, the Bible's my authority. The Bible's my boss. The Bible is in charge of me. The Bible gives me instructions. You may not have said that yet, but I can tell you that Christy and I and all the leaders in, in this room, we've said that. That's, that's what we believe. So, uh, and, and we've said this is probably going to be a super big shock to you, but our reading of the Word of God without twisting any of the words is um, that, one, it, it, God started everything between one man and one woman for a lifetime. That was the plan, and they should become one flesh. And then, and this is the, this is the interesting thing. I, I want to make sure that you see that word. So, so there's that word, is it bad? Is it a sin? And then there's that word, unholy. And I really wanted to talk about all those things because, you know, and I know you're saying, well, I meant sinful or whatever, and so, but they all really kind of mean different things. So sin is what we said, missing the mark. So God has a guideline. God has a, God has a point in all of this. And so what he's asking us to do is to, to aim for that mark. Does God think that we're going to be perfect? Of course not. So there's, there's a little bit of, um, you, you could probably be tempted to say like, you're, so you're like self-righteous. You're up here saying because you're married to a female that y'all have it all right. That's not what I'm saying at all. If you were here last week, you heard me say pretty clearly, not perfect, get it wrong all the time, uh, not always the best husband. Right, and so it, you could call me a hypocrite if you want. I will, I will put that moniker on my chest because I act like a hypocrite all the time. I think the church is full of hypocrites. I think you probably do too. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying like we're all sinners. We all mess up. But I will say this: we have placed our life at the foot of the cross. We we we, we began our dating relationship with this kind of like man. Whatever happens, we want to be inside the will of God. And so when we read the word of God, which is our authority, we see that, that that plan for marriage is one man and one woman. We feel like this fits because we are one man and one woman um, for a lifetime. Um, so do you want to know where it says that homosexuality is a sin? Because um, I, I, I'm here to show you. Um, and it's in more than one place. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to turn my airplane mode off there or on. Um, okay, so in Romans chapter 1, it's going to be one of the most demonstrative places that it, that it talks about this. And so, again, just a reminder, this isn't Mark deciding that he has some sort of agenda that he wants to strike, uh, but that I want to be clear and concise about, about what the Word of God says. Um, Romans 1, uh, verse 18. I'm going to read a lot, but I want you to listen, okay? I want you to listen. Um, and if you want to take notes on your phone, you're allowed to. Romans 1, 18, all the way down. For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what could be known about God is plain to them. This answers another question too, like what about people who have never heard about Jesus? It's interesting, Paul's going to address that. He's going to say, his in invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Did you hear that? His invisible attributes are made plain in front of you. 
in his creation. He's, you look around, look at the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars, all the rhythms, the fact that we're like sitting here breathing air right now. You are a very complex organism. What Paul is saying here is that there's, there at least has to be this idea like this doesn't seem like an accident. And there must be some sort of purpose behind it. So he goes, he goes on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot down a little bit. Therefore, God gave them up. Um, no, I'm going to, claiming to be wise, they became fools. This is like what I see your culture doing. Claiming to be wise, they became fools um, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling uh, mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their heart to impurity. Let me pause there for a second. All eyes on me for just a second. It is entirely possible that you have run so far from God that God is just going to let you have whatever you want to have. That is not a good place. That's not a, yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with my life. Like, everything seems to be up and to the right. I'm not really doing the things the Bible says, but, like, like everything's going well. Like, I'm making a lot of money, and I'm living this sinful life. I would have thought God would punish me by now. This is what God is saying. He, he gave them up. You, you want to let go of what God has for you? I'm not going to hold on to you. That is what the Bible says. Okay, so he goes on. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. So rather than saying, God, whatever you want, we want. They said, we, we want what we want, and now we are over God. We're going to tell God what we want to do, and we're, we're, we are now making ourselves God. Is what this is saying. Um, Romans 1.26 is going to get very serious. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And men, likewise, gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. God said, if this is what you want. And I got to be honest with you. Like when I look at America, some people are like, America's a Christian nation. God bless America. I think America looks more like Babylon, which is not. That's like that, they're throwing the middle finger to God. That's what I feel like we are doing. I'm not saying we inside this youth ministry, we inside this church. As a nation, by and large, we've said, no, nah, we got it. We got it. We'll do what we want. And I think God has, has given, in a lot of ways, you don't want prayer in schools? You want to call me the only God? Okay, you can, you can have what you want to have. And so we see in Scripture that, yes, yeah, same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships, a same-sex lifestyle, we believe our church believes this, I believe this, is not God's plan. It is sinful. Um, now, that word unholy, if I can just say this for a second, it is unholy, but that word unholy doesn't mean um, damaged, right? Unholy, like in, in some ways, we're all unholy. When God saves you, like if you are a Christian in this room, you are a, um, a version of holy, it's kind of this like, well, you're still on earth, you're not in heaven, so you're not like perfect, perfect holy, but you're like saved and sealed holy, right? And God loves you, and you're a Christian, you've got a spiritual nature holy, but are you, uh, are you free from all sin? 
no, we're going to mess up. So we're not, there's kind of this in-between, right? And so am I unholy? I think that question, here's, my heart breaks in that question when I hear that because I hear a kid say, is something wrong with me, okay, because I have this thing inside of me. Here's what I want to say. We all have something wrong inside of us. We're all equally broken. We're all equally sinful. There's not any of us. You're not going to hear me say, like the only reason we're talking about homosexuality right now is because the question was asked, we're in this series, and you know what? We're not going to talk about this for, for another, I don't know how many years. I don't know. This is not what the Bible's about. But some people have kind of made this the whole thing. And so what we want to say to you is, it could be homosexuality. It could be, remember those, those things that were listed on the screen, sexual immorality? It's any of those. It's adultery. It's, it's pornography. It's, it's, it's all of those things, okay? And you know what? It's stealing. It's murder. Here's, this is crazy. Let me read this for you. This is the end of the passage of Romans 1. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. And he's going to go on a list. Evil covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. This seems bad, right? They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. That's on the list too. So we're not harping on one thing. It's just saying, there's a picture of what God has called us to do. You're not going to nail it every time, but the goal is to strive towards that picture. And so, um, so what we would say is, we reject this idea that like, well, I was just born this way or whatever. Well, like, there's men that were born with a desire to have sex with every woman in the world. That doesn't mean that God's like, yeah, I gave that to you, and that's a good thing. That's not true, right? I have a desire to steal from from a bank tomorrow. Like, that's not true. That's not, that's, not, that's not the picture of what we see holiness show us, okay? And so, so that's, that's what we see. Um, can I just say real quick, and again, you just, whatever, break in whenever you want. You may not want to break in on this one. Um, <laughs> preach, preach, preach. Um, I wanted to say real quickly, our posture towards anyone who's a part of this community, um, you need to hear this from my heart. Like, no different. I don't look at you any different than I look at anyone in the world. You're loved. You're welcomed. You can come to God on the same basis of repentance that we all come to God. Because we all have to come to God on his terms, not on our own. It's not a, it's not a hey, God, I love you and I want to be a Christian, but I, I sure would love to have a side piece the rest of my life. Is that okay? Because that's just kind of the way I'm built. You know what I mean? I sure would like to rob banks on the side. So I love you. I love you. I'm going to give you 99%. What we would say is 99% is, is the same as 0%. It's got, to, it's got to be a devotion to God. Again, hear me clearly. Not perfection. Not a striving. A walking to become more and more like the image of God. If you want to share on that. Or... I think just the most important thing is just knowing that... Uh, whether it be you or your friends, someone you know, they're welcome here. You know, like Absolutely. Mark said, we're all sinners. We all have stuff and junk. God never said you got to get clean before you come to church. So we want you guys to know that um, whether 
whoever you know or what, just know that they're welcome here. And we would love to, if there needs to be more conversation, if you guys have more questions, we, we are absolutely open. And we, we want to have the discussions here because we want to show you guys what the Bible says about it. Um, but just the most important thing is that you guys are all welcome because mm-hmm. we all have a junk load of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, next question. How far is too far? Sexually, I mean, like, I guess, so this is like the uh, before marriage. You're dating. You got a boyfriend and girlfriend. You're in this. You're a 6th to 12th grader. You got a boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, surely holding hands isn't sinful. <laughs> or maybe it is. Does Scripture talk about how far is too far? Uh, um, well, I mean, yes. It, it definitely, uh, something that... Just to give you a little bit of background on me is uh, Mark and I come from super different backgrounds. So um, yes, we're married, but our pasts are completely different. I grew up in a completely different house um, with zero rules. Um, And those of you out there, especially teenagers, are like, zero rules. I had no curfew. I had no boundaries set on me with me and my boyfriends, nothing. Um, I didn't come from a Christian home. So my parents trusted me, which... Now that I have kids, I'm like, what were they thinking? (laughs) But um, they did. And so uh, there were just two rules, actually, in our household. Um, You go to college, and you don't have sex before marriage. That was it. Like I said, I didn't have any Bible background, but, like, that were those were the things that my parents, they actually said that. Um, And I was the only kid to actually follow through with those rules. Um, but it was something that I just had in my head, and, and I did find God when I was in high school. Again, I didn't have boundaries or anything set by my parents, so my boundaries were much different in high school before I had a real relationship with God than it was in college when I got to know who God was and what, what kind of friend he could be to me. And so Mark and I, um, dating, we had boundaries because we know that, guys, like our flesh wants things that maybe is not biblical, right? Because sex before marriage, we've already established, is not biblical. So um, one rule that I think is good, just like absolutely applicable, is um, our feet always stayed on the ground. So when we were together, like watching a movie, cuddled up, feet on the ground. And so just, I mean, I guess you could do things with feet on the ground, but it was just a good rule. So Some you of us guys, can get creative. I mean, yes. you know. Um, and another rule was we were never alone together. Something yeah. because it's very easy for you guys to put lines, you know, boundaries. Like, oh, I'm not gonna pass this line. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna um, hold each other for too long or hug or I'm not gonna go through all the bases. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know that, that's a different conversation for a different time. But. What, what we did is we made sure to have very clear, concise boundaries so that we never went past a line that we couldn't come back from. Right. We, never, we never stayed over at each other's apartments. Um, we even, like, after we graduated college, uh, a couple of 22-year-olds moved to Columbus, Ohio, and we had two separate residences um, for, that, for that year before we got married um, because we knew that the temptation would be just, uh, so I would just tell you, there's like a common way of life that would say, and you probably know people that do this. You have family members that do this, I'm sure. 
that, um, that like may, maybe a male and a female, uh, maybe they're dating, maybe they're even engaged but not married yet, they move in together. What we would say is like, you've not made that a solid decision before God in just marriage. Like, I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. You would never see me uh, advocate for that decision. And so, so yeah, there's decision. So, so let me just get into the nitty gritty because I know you're like, well, give me like practical things to think about. So I'm dating a girlfriend, uh, boyfriend, whatever, um, is like a peck on the cheek. Like, is that sin? You know, I, so I think what we have said in the past is like the making out is like the, that's the, man, this can really go one of two ways. Um, because there's a, there's, there's always a sense in which like, if you've drawn a line, in where you're thinking that you want to go, it, if you're in the moment, someone is cringing in the crowd right now. <laughs> I'm in in the heat of the moment. Okay, so let me just. If I'm you're just, kissing hey, I'll say it. your girlfriend, I'm saying like if you're making out and you're not tempted to take it further, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> and here's what I'm saying. He's not wrong. Here's what I'm saying. If you are with a boyfriend or girlfriend, and that's where it is, I can tell you, good chances it's going further. Good chances it's going further. And then, here's it's up to you to decide in the moment, are we going to do this or not? And if both of you are weak at the same time, and have like let go, so that's what we talked about. Like, your values ought to be similar. You ought to be thinking about these things as you're dating people because that decision gets made, and I, I need to help you understand. If you haven't made that decision yet, like, awesome. Maybe you have made the decision um, to have sex and, and before you're married. And so what I would just say is that there is a, there's a finality to that. Chrissy and I were both, like, and I, I say this because we're just kind of burying our souls up here, uh, and it's, hopefully it's your, for your benefit, like, we both remained faithful. We were virgins when we were married. And the decision was made and committed to by me as a, probably as a middle schooler, high schooler, that I'm not going to get in relationships that trend that way. And was I tempted? Of course I was. But the truth was, I knew that what I wanted to hold on to tightly was this I'm going to look at my wife on our wedding day, and I'm going to say, like, this is it. And we were able to do that for each other. Now, if, that's, if you've made that decision, are you, like, are you somehow lesser? No, don't hear that. Don't hear that. I'm saying Mark Cox looked in the mirror and said, I want to make a decision, and this is what it's going to be about. And you have to, to make that decision for yourself as well. And what I would say is that some of you in this series have had moments of, like, man, I wish I would have had this teaching series like a year or two ago so that I would have had the boundaries back then, but I don't have them. And I've had this thing. And so what we would say is that there is nothing in the world wrong with saying, you know what, from here on out, it's purity. Like that's what we're, that's what we're going to shoot for. And, and you know what, that doesn't, um, that tracks with the fact that when God says, I don't care what you've done, I want to give you salvation, and I've paid for that with my son's life. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus has paid the way for you to have salvation. And so don't think like, oh, gosh, like, 
I'm a waste. Like, that's not it at all. You're not damaged goods. You're not a waste. It is what it is. We all have sin in our past, but we want to take one step, right? We want to take one step towards, towards God. So let's keep going. We've got a couple more questions that we want to cover. Um, boundaries is, is the idea there. How are you supposed to go around and live with the fact that you could be abused or that people are being abused? I think this comes back from a couple weeks ago. We talked about how the stats would show that um, abuse and rape and all that stuff is, is rampant, and some of you have unfortunately been uh, victims of that by someone that you trust, maybe someone inside your family or a trusted individual of some sort. And so what we want to say is, like, again, I'll say it over and over and over again, just that we, our hearts pour out and we're sorry that that happened, but don't feel like that was your fault, right? If that was not a decision you made, it was someone, someone made a decision for you that you were going to be the object of abuse. That's not your fault. That's that you did not choose that. But what we are saying with this question is, here's what I would love to share with you, is that um, it's a tough one, but I'll, I'll just say this. I don't want you to live in fear. I do want you to live with wisdom, this is one of those things when, when your parents give you, like, rules, there's a reason those rules are there. I think of, um, this is so lame, but I think of the movie Taken, oh, where, where the girls want to go on this European hiking trip, and, um, and they're there, and, and, and when they're there, they're captured. And, and then Liam Neeson shows up, full Liam Neeson, and saves the day. But the idea there is... Um, there's things, there's places you shouldn't be. Again, someone takes advantage of you. That's not, I'm not saying that's your fault. What I am saying is there's things that we have to think about. Wisdom. There's, there's the people that you hang around. What have we said about those five people that you're closest to? That's your future. That's your future. And so you choose your friends carefully um, and, and all that. But, but we don't live in fear. And I'll tell you, like, my expectation is that you've been sitting in this teaching series and some of you are going to make a decision to step up and hear, hear my heart. No one in here, after being under the word of God, should go out and decide to be someone who abuses someone else. Okay? The church is warring against abuse and the trafficking industry, and all of that. We are partnered with ministries that are doing that good work, okay? It's tough. It's a broken world we live in, but we do want to be involved in that fight. And we want to be here. If you have been in that situation or have a friend that's been in that situation, yeah. we want to be here to love you and walk with you through it, yeah. uh, whatever that looks like. Okay, I think we might have a question, uh, time for one or two. We'll see. <sighs> How are babies made? Yeah. There it is. All right, let me do this real quick. Isn't there a health class at school you guys yeah. take? So, here's, I'll do this real fast. I'll do this real fast. Um, shh. All right, so, shh. So, here's what I'm asking you to think. Um, there are, um, so, Genesis 1 and 2. I'll go back to that. The very first command. Do you remember what the first command was in Scripture? Be fruitful and multiply. 
That is having babies. Okay? That is the first command. And um, that is something a husband and wife can do. I don't want to poke too hard at this, but this is not something a man and a man can do or a woman and a woman can do. Nope. I mean, it's not a joke. It's just, I'm just saying that's the scriptural understanding of all of this. And so how are babies made? Uh, you probably want to talk to your folks about that. Uh, we'll just say that God made a man and a woman to be able to uh, procreate. Next question. Q5. Okay. It's not getting easier. Okay. Is masturbation wrong? And what does the Bible say about it? So here's, here's the deal. Um, for those of you who are probably not aware, um, and you're learning so many things in church this month, uh, shh, I, need you to, I need you to chill so I can, so I can focus here and so we can, we can wrap up. Um, masturbation is sexual uh, stimulation by yourself, okay? Now, yeah, if you need to step out, you can. It's fine, whatever. Um, so here's, here's what we'll say. Does the Bible say this is wrong, this is right? Uh, I don't think it addresses it that specifically. Here's what I will say. Sometimes you have to look at just the raw, honest nature of what's happening there and say, like, does, this, does the Bible speak to you, like, what's happening in that moment? Of course it does, because what's happening in that moment? Like, lust is happening, right? If, 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 is this happening around pornography? Most likely. Um, is this happening around something that the Bible would call sexual immorality? Most likely. Is it possible to somehow do that and not sin? I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, but here's, here's what I am saying. Like, if the Bible's going to call these things sexual immorality and sin and missing the mark, then, then yeah, the, the, then it's wrong. Um, and it's, uh, it's something, quite honestly, we talked about last week with this idea of um, it's, it's something that you can get... Uh, addicted to it's something that can retrain your brain to connect to a device rather than a human it is something that can um, quite honestly uh, put division in a marriage not again not funny I don't know it's not a joke um, this is something that can put that can wedge division between a husband and a wife because what is supposed to be shared between a, a husband and a wife often gets uh, hidden in dark places, um, sought out other ways. And the Bible does talk about uh, husband and wife and what their relationship should be. And Go ahead. There is a book that talks a lot about it. And actually... I don't know that you're ready for it, but it's but in you, the Bible. You better be ready for it because I'm pretty sure Pastor Greg is going to be teaching on this. Uh, oh. Song of Solomon, uh, I think in the next month or two. Just get so, ready. And if you haven't read it, maybe some light reading. It's going to be great. It's, it's definitely... Great. There is definitely... There's not a lot about that in the Bible, but there is about a husband and a wife. And yeah, God made it and God made it good. Amen. Let's end on that note. That's, great That's good. Okay. Thank you for being here. Um, can you give her a hand? This is like not easy for sure. Thank you. Um,
So what we want to say um, is just our student ministry is a place where um, we want you to be able to, to learn in healthy ways and ask hard questions. Um, lots of times those hard questions are not about this, but honestly that's because it's like taboo to ask that question to like a random human being that's like 20 years older than you. Um, and so this, hopefully you, um, hopefully you know this is a safe place. All we desire to do, remember that roadmap illustration I gave you the other night, um, a couple weeks ago, excuse me, um, where I went the wrong way for like two hours and I, and I just said, if someone would have just handed me a roadmap and said, hey, you're going to go the wrong direction, you might want to go that way. That's what we want to hand you. Um, Mark is not telling you how to live your life. I'm just trying to say, listen, I was born, and, and, and as I've figured out life, it has appeared to me that there's, there's, right, there's creation in all of this, and there's, there's obviously a creator involved in all of this. And in my search to figure out who that creator is, discovering the Bible, and discovering what God has done for me, and then him acting on my behalf to rescue me from sin? Like, understand, this, this seems like do this, don't do that. Here's what sin is. Here's who's going to hell. Here's who's going to... That's, please don't, don't take all the robotic stuff out of it, please, okay? This is like God has rescued us, and he's given us like, hey, like, I've given you a plan, and I want you to, to live in that plan. Because it's best for you. And that's how I created you. And so don't hear us say, you're not welcome if you have messed up in this area or even if you disagree with us in this area. You're always welcome. We love you. We consider you our friends. And if you ever have questions, we're here, okay? Uh, but we've got plenty of other stuff to teach, so we're gonna start a new series next week. Eli has been working on a series um, that he has come up with, and so he's going to be teaching the next couple weeks. I'm excited about that. Um, quite honestly, it, it kind of ties in with this because um, it's this idea that one time this old author, one side, he said, when you're looking at God, you either have to call him a liar, a lunatic, or that he's Lord. And you have to decide which one of those three he is. And so when we're talking about this, I couldn't think of something more appropriate to say, like, okay, Let's investigate. If you got questions, if you're a skeptic about if God is real or if, if Christianity is the, the real true religion that leads to heaven, like this is going to be a great series. So I hope you come back next week. All right? I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, just for, for this opportunity. Lord, I know it's weird and awkward in some ways, but it's important too. And you talk about it in your word, so I don't know why we wouldn't. Um, so, Lord, I do pray that these students would uh, just feel uh, loved and welcomed, um, and, and hopefully uh, encouraged tonight um, in the right direction. We love you. It's in your name. Pray. Amen.